This is the kind of disclosure that undermines our country, our, our security, and our well-being. The House bill that's been put forward is Obamacare light. It won't work. Uh, we think it's incredibly important for the American people to be able to select the physician and the place where they're treated uh, in th themselves, that, that the government ought not be involved in, in that process. I look at myself as a product of my choices, not a victim of my circumstances. It's time to make America great again. Join the movement. The Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast. Time to dream big. Informative, insightful, and valiant leadership. Telling it the way it is to make a difference. All right, hump day, everybody. Wednesday, March 8th, 2017. The Neil A. Crystal Show podcast. Um, wow, uh, what a day and what a week as we continue to learn more about intelligence and law enforcement uh, officials within the intel community. More coming out today. I'm going to give you all the details on what we know on this Wednesday, and it changes literally by the hour. Um, it is alarming what is going on within the government um, yesterday, we discussed how the how WikiLeaks is revealing, and uh, while the government is not confirming or denying the reports, it seems like they are pretty accurate, and that's at least what NSA uh, leaker Edward Snowden has said. That looks accurate to him, and obviously he would know best, and uh, it's been his mission to uncover um, corrupt government and what he has done. Um, whether you like him or not, uh, he revealed a lot about the NSA practices in 2013, and it looks like uh, a lot of that is still going on. The U.S. intelligence and law enforcement officials say they have been aware of a security breach at the CIA since the end of last year. So it is nothing new. This is what Reuters is reporting. So the over 8,700 documents and thousands of pages released by WikiLeaks yesterday, the 7,818 web pages and 943 attachments released in the Vault 7 WikiLeaks dump. I'm going to sneeze in a second. I think by saying that, I didn't sneeze. Well, this is making me sick, I'll tell you that much, because you look at what the intel and law enforcement um, officials knew. It seems like they knew that the CIA breach has been going on, but at the same time, what have they done to, to sharpen our cybersecurity? We are in a cyber war right now. And also, there are so many questions, not just how did this get leaked and who are the leakers, because we have a massive problem there that there are leaking within the intelligence community has been going on for over a year. And that is damaging to national security. We are politicizing intelligence. And it is damaging to President Trump, and that's exactly what they want. And the more you learn about how this intelligence is being used, and that they are surveilling, according to WikiLeaks, that they can go into your 
smart television and your iPhone and your iPad and your computer that the the government can literally be watching you at every second of the day. And we knew this in 2013. They say they don't do it anymore. Bullcrap. It looks like it's still going on. And you have a right to be outraged that the government is looking at everything that you are doing. And then less than 24 hours after the WikiLeaks document dump, they are now, all of a sudden, they can move so quick on an investigation when it involves their team. The FBI's specialized mole hunting system is now tracking down a mole inside the intelligence community. And just to give you a little background, the 2010 leak perpetrated by Army Private Chelsea Manning, then known as Bradley Manning, a transgender uh, Army private, uh, inspired President Barack Obama to create a group dedicated uh, solely to tracking down and catching government leakers. Manning was caught after revealing the extent of her actions to an American hacker who later testified against her. A short time later, Obama would announce the creation of National Insider Threat Task Force. The NITTF was formed to, quote, prevent, deter, and detect compromises of classified information by malicious insiders. This is, that's on his website. Um, quote, all the firewalls in the world won't stop an insider who is already on the inside of these firewalls. The formation of the group, the NITTF, did little to stop Edward Snowden from giving WikiLeaks a trove of documents on government surveillance in 2013. In Snowden's case, he actually unmasked himself as the leader, as a leaker, excuse me, and has been on the run, granted asylum by Russia ever since. And then, not only was it, in this case, documents and data released, it was actual software that was released, which is a much bigger deal because now that this is out there, it can very much be used by our adversaries against us, which means great. You know, you're concerned about Russia. You're concerned about Putin. You're concerned about North Korea. Okay. Forget about the phony nonsense that's being perpetrated about Trump because they were investigating him and there are more proof here that they're investigating him. And I'll get to it in a second. And what, and what the FBI did, possibly illegally. But now, what's going on here is that the software used and released in this WikiLeaks dump can be used by Russia and North Korea to look at our defense systems, to infiltrate our vulnerable defense now, and it's all because of most likely an insider a-hole mole in the CIA. And yes, I did just say that because, frankly... This person, whoever is leaking this nonsense, and it may be multiple people, and they're leaking intelligence, all the damage President Trump and his administration, they should be locked up. And what they're trying to do, whoever this leaker is, this person thinks that he or she is a martyr, clearly, because they are taking it upon themselves to leak classified information that will damage the presidency of Donald Trump, and they're doing all that they can to damage it. And now tonight we are learning that it is very possible, and I have to get more details on this for you, but what we are learning is that not only did they request for a FISA request, the Obama administration that we discussed the last two days 
requests a FISA request in October 2016 and was granted in October 2016. Now, they also requested a FISA request in June 2016 to monitor Trump and his his, uh, associates and the Trump organization that was narrowed in October 2016 and granted in October 2016. But it seems like the FBI, in their normal intelligence surveillance practices, were surveilling on President Donald Trump or then the candidate, Republican nominee Trump, a month before the U.S. election. So what we are finding out is that you have inside politicians' establishment, you have intel officials spying on the opposition nominee for president. How about that? This is scary. And to know that not only are they going after our president, our own Americans going after our president, but they're also going after American citizens. Not only does this threaten national security, you want to talk about threatening our life as U.S. citizens. They are threatening the very being of this country and its anarchy and its war. And people have to be ready. You have to prepare yourselves for the fight that's up ahead. And what do I mean by that? The establishment politicians want to hold control over Washington, D.C. And President Trump threatens everything that the establishment is about. He wants to uproot it, he wants to drain it, and he wants to end the corruption, cronyism, special interest that is Washington, D.C. And as a result, you have the establishment, you have intelligence, not all intelligence, but you have the top people in the intelligence. Frankly, James Comey has to go. Between coming out originally and and laying on indictment and then not recommending charges on Hillary Clinton, then coming out and saying, you know what, we're re-looking into it, then we're doing this, then we're doing that, Democrats go from we love you to we hate you, enough already, enough with politicizing our intelligence. It is insanity, and our federal government is in total disarray, and they are doing everything they can, they want to impeach Trump, they want to embarrass Trump, they want to throw Trump in jail, they want to kill him. I don't know how he is doing this. Because if I were him, I'd be scared. And he needs our support. The country needs our support. Um, Press Secretary Sean Spicer earlier today at the uh, press briefing was asked a question by Fox News correspondent, White House correspondent John Roberts. Take a listen to this answer. This is the most important part of the press briefing Take a listen to uh, Press Secretary Sean Spicer earlier on Wednesday. Uh, John, we confirmed that there is a criminal investigation into this uh, alleged uh, theft of cyber uh, tools from the CIA by WikiLeaks. What can the uh, White House tell us about the situation, particularly the fact that it seems like there's another leak from the intelligence community that's on the scale of Edward Snowden? 
And can you assure the American people that none of these tools have ever been used against them? Well, there's a couple things in that. Number one, for obvious reasons, it is our policy as a government not to confirm uh, the authenticity of any kind of uh, disclosure or hack. That would be uh, highly inappropriate uh, for us. But, you know, all of these occurred under the last administration. That is, a, that is important. All of these alleged um, issues. And I think it's interesting to, to, to have it asked this way about the damage that could have occurred or what tools could be used in light of what's been going on recently. I mean, we've had, you know, your own network's correspondent, James Rosen, had his, had his phones, multiple phones, uh, tapped. Uh, what, what is, you know, was that appropriate back then? I think there's a lot of concern out there about alleged leaks. I mean, there is a, there's two steps to this. Um, and I think what you saw um, over the last week in terms of this should be a major concern to people in terms of the leaks that are coming out and the desire to get to the bottom of them, whether or not, not specifically with respect to the, to, to the, to the uh, disclosure that you're referring to, but I think the idea that we are having these ongoing disclosures of national security and classified information should be something that everybody is outraged in this country. This is the kind of disclosure that undermines our country, our, our security, and our well-being. And you've seen over the last two years, you know, depending on the leak, it depends on the outrage. It's interesting how whenever the, whether the leak occurred under the last administration, you had uh, member after member um, talking about disclosures that occurred um, during the last administration, whether it was members of Congress, you know, Elijah Cummings expressed concern uh, during the last thing, uh, last administration in terms of the uh, Americans that were, you know, when it, when it dealt with Hillary Clinton, there was complete outrage about the leaks that occurred, members calling for investigations to the leaks. Uh, it's interesting how there is sort of a double standard with when the leaks occur, how much outrage there is. And, and, and so I, I do think it's important, while I don't want to get into confirming or denying this particular thing, I think it is interesting um, that, how different subjects are approached. This one, everyone is immediately rushing to, and there should be a lot more coverage of this. Um, this alleged leak should concern every single American in terms of the impact it has on our national security. Can I ask something unrelated? Of course um, you can. Robin Shahini has been imprisoned in Iran uh, since last October for collaborating with a hostile government, that government being the United States of America. Uh, he's on a hunger strike, apparently. His health is suffering. Is the president aware of Mr. Shahini's plight and that of three other Americans who are being held in Iran? And what, if anything, might the president be doing about yeah. it? Yeah. So obviously we're aware of the situation. Uh, in that particular case, I would refer you to the State Department. All right. Well, uh, John Roberts of uh, Fox News asking a question to the press secretary, Sean Spicer, at the press briefing earlier today. And he is absolutely correct, Sean Spicer. The... Phony moral outrage all of a sudden over leaks that, you know, the outrage is does have a double standard, okay? Because when the leaks hurt Trump, it's fine. When Trump presents wiretapping evidence or claims, as he said, really we're finding out more evidence because now today we're learning that the FBI not only did – they not only did the Justice Department, Obama's Justice Department, request for a Pfizer request twice. They tracked um, Trump Tower, found out information about General uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. But we're finding out now that the FBI did 
have surveillance on some server. I don't know where it was located, potentially Trump Tower. We'll get more details, but we're finding out more and more every day. And you're not knowing about this unless you're listening to certain outlets because they don't want you to know. But the ironic part is the New York Times, okay, on the front page on March 4th this week, headline, Trump offering no evidence since Obama tapped his phones. Okay, look at their own damn paper. January 20th, Inauguration Day, the New York Times, front page. Wiretap data used in inquiry of Trump aides. I give up. I give up. Okay? January 20th in the New York Times, they are, they have evidence of wiretap data, whatever sources they're using, and supposedly this is the golden standard. Wiretap data used in inquiry of Trump aides. Then March 4th, all of a sudden there's no evidence because Trump said, I mean, give me a break. Okay? And what they're doing is everything in their power to destroy Trump. They want America to fail. They are problems. And there are many of them. And God bless Trump for wanting to be president to deal with this. But he doesn't have to deal with this. And he shouldn't have to. And this is absolutely disgusting. And this is damaging to national security. It makes us look terrible to other countries. And Trump just wants to work, and he's got to deal with leaks. He's got to deal with his own intelligence working against him in a shadow government by President Barack Obama, who still has his hands there in the government, and these big government programs that, you know, he creates something to prevent leaks from getting out, but he leaves a trail of of evidence or of, um, uh, of intel to be leaked. You, you see the irony? And, and our government allegedly, according to WikiLeaks, which has never been wrong, is spying on us or our cell phones or our computers through every device that we are so attached to in this day and age. I mean, honestly, at this point, take my phone away. Take everything away. Just leave me alone. Put me on an island somewhere and leave me alone. Government. Unbelievable. And then you have this story that I see today. So put all the national security alarms on. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep knowing that I probably have some creepy guy watching me through a webcam somewhere. And put that aside for a second and all they're doing to ruin our government. And then you have this story. Then a Rocky insurgent fighter lied about his identity and got through into the United States. Okay, and what do they claim? Well, we already have vetting procedures. Again, bullcrap. You have nothing. And they want globalism. And it doesn't work. And that's why there's a rise of nationalism going on, of populism, because each country is their own entity. It's like your own company. Worrying about yourselves, and they can't even do this efficiently. Federal lawmakers are investigating now how a former Iraqi insurgent fighter was able to lie about his identity and still get through America's vetting process. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee has asked Attorney General Jeff Sessions to find out why the terror suspect's pending arrest was allegedly spiked just over a week before the election. Uh, This is a quote from... 
Committee Chairman uh, Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin. Um, when Joint Terrorism Task Force and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Texas sought to prosecute this refugee, the local law enforcement prosecutors allegedly met resistance from officials within National Security Division Counterterrorism Section in Washington, D.C. You hear that buzzword, resistance? So, you're not just getting resistance, whatever the hell that means, from Democrats. You're getting resistance from security law enforcement officers within Washington, D.C. I tell you, this swamp is deep, and it's stinky. The quote-unquote resistance allegedly occurred a few weeks before the election, and local authorities believe the lack of progress in this case was handled inaccurately, according to Chairman Ron Johnson. The suspect is an Iraqi man who had entered the U.S. under a false name through our refugee program. His activities in the U.S. triggered an investigation by the Joint Terrorism Task Force who planned to charge him with visa fraud while they investigated possible further charges. End the visa waiver program. End it. End the refugee program. Suspend it. Okay? Because clearly, when you have this person... This Iraqi insurgent fighter coming into our country through the refugee program and the U.S. officials saying earlier this week that nearly a third of the FBI's 1,000 ongoing domestic terrorism investigations involve those admitted to the U.S. as refugees. It is time to end it. It is time for common sense immigration policy. And that means when you have a threat and you have U.S. intel officials, whether you can now believe them or not, but when you have them telling you that they, and they've been saying this for the last few years, that ISIS is working to infiltrate the refugee program. And they are doing it, and you have insurgent fighters now from Iraq coming in here. And you've had others through the refugee, through the immigration wave, in Europe, and in our country coming in. And they come in on visa, on visa programs. And they don't belong here. This is absurd that an Iraqi insurgent fighter can change his name and get by our intelligence officials. How smart are we? We're dumb. There are a bunch of dumb people working there in Washington. And they're leaking and they want to damage Trump. I mean, what is going on? I thought we were one country, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Isn't that what we are? And we're working against each other. And we're damaging ourselves. And we're not one country. And it's not Trump's fault. Because it is the intelligence that's trying to ruin him that is separating our country. And it's not even policy-wise. I'm all up for debate on healthcare policy, you know how I feel about the Obamacare policy, uh, and you know how I feel about the new Obamacare replacement bill, the American Healthcare Act. I discussed this yesterday, and I don't believe that is a good plan. I believe there are a lot of things to work out. But let's go to the core of our country. When you have national security being leaked, when you have people using private email servers, <clears throat> Hillary, when you have intel officials and the Obama administration leftovers 
working against our current president to undermine him and to undermine our country, you have a major problem, and I want to see people going to jail. This is disgusting. And they're trying to literally jail President Trump. They're literally trying, and I'm not using literally in the way that millennials use it. I'm using it in the actual form of the word. They are literally trying to embarrass our president. They are trying to embarrass our country, and they're our own. It is disturbing, and it is upsetting. And these leaks are nothing to scoff at. Because now you have other countries who know how we operate, and now we know that they have all this technology. And you think I'm going to get a self-driving car? you got to be kidding. Because now that they are, there are actually plants at the CIA and our intelligence officials, whoever these guys are, can apparently hack into our cars and can drive us off the road and can just kill people willy-nilly. And we know, if you want to talk about hacking and wiretapping, we know that Obama wiretapped the phones of journalists and German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Obama is a problem. He is a bad guy. Um, and that this is not going to go away, and we're going to keep on top of this. And the new details are coming out every day are very alarming. And it is... I'm coming... I really am speechless of all the nonsense that we're learning about. And frankly, the only the only reason why we're learning about it is we get because you have a man in there that wants to change things and wants to get away from this corrupt system that we're living under that we shouldn't know about. Yet we should know about it. And listen, you can think I'm overreacting. You could think that I am too emotional over this. I'm not. When you have over 8,700 documents being released, revealing our national security and putting lives in danger and our personal lives in danger, because we know that they're spying on us now, allegedly, it's got to make you angry, okay? And whether you supported Trump or you didn't, it's time to get over it and support him and support our country. And we need he needs us more than ever. He needs some support. And he only has that very tight circle. And they're still obstructing. And they want to control him and want to control the country. And they're wrong. And they're disgusting people. And this is putting his life at risk and ours. Um, we'll continue on this story. In fact, I'm going to put together for Sunday's show a timeline of everything um, that is going on in terms of intel leaks, in terms of what we know about the Pfizer request and now the FBI surveillance, and what... When you connect the dots, and these are coming from so-called reputable sources, being the New York Times and the Guardian and all these outlets, so I'm not making this up in a thin air. This is not a vast right-wing conspiracy, as Hillary Clinton would say. Um, these are the facts. 
And there are things that we don't know. There are things we shouldn't know. But the things that we do know are scary. Um, what they're doing, uh, this is just, you cannot even fathom what they're doing. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> perfect transition. Billy and Joel. She's always a woman. Uh, well, apparently today is a day without women because, well, they just couldn't show up to work today, at least some people. And then you have others who were very hardworking and were out there working hard. And then you have others that are being persecuted for uh, their human rights in the Middle East. So we're going to analyze all this. What did this whole a day without a woman uh, mean? Uh, plus... One woman, being Ivanka Trump, is doing pretty well, given the circumstances. We're going to get into that, and we'll talk to you about the economy as well uh, on the Neil Lakers Show podcast on this Wednesday, hump day, March 8th. She'll promise you more than the Garden of Eden. And she'll carelessly cut you and laugh while you're bleeding. But she'll bring out the best and the worst you can be. Blame it all on yourself Cause she's always a woman to me Neil is the real deal Telling it the way it is on the Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast A ranger station I'd like to report a bear hug Okay I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me So you drowned the fire, you stirred it Drowned it again and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update! I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. I'm not. M2. I'm not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Let's go, girls. issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponents youth and President Reagan and neither will you. Passionate talk and real solutions for America on the Neil Caruso Show podcast. Informative, insightful, and valiant leadership. Telling it the way it is to make a difference. NeilACaruso.com into our <laughs> next segment. I mean, all right, so I'm looking at this story here. Amherst Women's Center at Amherst College. Um, the Amherst College Women's and Gender Center is shut down its operations today in honor of um, 
A day without a woman strike, uh, leaving women in need of its services high and dry. Now, the services are a little kooky, but whatever. Um, the services that they offer here at the Women's and Gender Center um, include, according to their website, um, menstrual products, sexual health resources, self-care items, and pregnancy tests. Um, and they also offer community and dialogue between women and their allies. We're going to share. Sorry, I had to make fun of that part um, because it's like a snowflake session. Um, but uh, while Amherst College says, well, we offered uh, – we had alternative uh, uh, resources, um, this College for Women and Gender Center, while they claim that they're for women and that they offer all of these services, they decided not to show up for work today. How nice of them, and so did millions of Americans, and I hope millions of Americans got fired today. Um, because frankly, you don't show up for work, it's just, it's hypocritical, okay? Here's the deal, okay? You have a day without a woman, today's National Women's Day, and happy International Women's Day to everyone, especially those that we pray for that are, that are persecuted for just being a woman in countries like Saudi Arabia and Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Qatar, the UAE, and more. We pray for you. We pray that things in those countries get better and that they start uh, promoting democracy and that the United States can help in that aid. Those are the people that we should be talking about. And that's what I'd like to hear from these. You know, if you want to you wanna have a day for women on National Women's Day, great. Fantastic. Where do I sign up? But, but, let's talk about real persecution here. People, women, literally stoned to death for adultery. Women cannot go anywhere without a man's permission. They cannot drive. They cannot do anything. Okay? And in those countries, homosexuals, by the way, are thrown off buildings and murdered for just being themselves. So if you want to talk about a day for women, then celebrate women of all different cultures and women who are persecuted for their beliefs. Um, this tweet from Ben Shapiro uh, really summed it up pretty well, and I thought I wish that I thought about this. He wrote today, um, so to protest a mythical wage gap, women will stop working and be paid less for doing less work, and then they'll blame men. Got it. That's basically what this turned into is a whole anti-man session, um, and, you know, listen to a bunch of people today. I really wanted to, really wanted to hear what people honestly thought and what their process was okay and you know some things that i hear today are that well every day is uh, international men's day and they shouldn't have a day this is seriously things that i had to hear today um and that uh you know uh that we we deserve this day and that we shouldn't have to do anything this is the nonsense that is coming out of their mouths today okay it is more than feminism. It is actually way beyond that. 
because if they were worried about feminism, they would be talking about those that are that are really persecuted for just being a woman and have no women's rights in these countries. And they will only believe in you know equality, really beyond equality of women. But they believe in this, that they're victims of men, that they believe that they are victims. So by putting themselves in victimhood, all of a sudden they become reliant on government. And this is what the Democrats want. They want you to think that you are victims, that you keep going back for more, and that you go back to good old big spying brother. Okay, but they fall into this trap, and they really don't protect their own because if they did so, they wouldn't criticize women that don't fit their political agenda. And today, I just heard a a, a slew of uh, 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 talk about this that basically, unless you are for abortion rights and unless you are... Um, uh, basically, that women should be getting paid for not equal work. I mean, this is what they're talking about. So when Ben Shapiro writes, you know, the, the mythical wage gap, listen, I'm doing some research today, and I find that women are actually paid more in some uh, cities for, uh, for the same work. Fine, whatever, okay? But listen, the wage gap only, quote-unquote, exists because you have different circumstances. There are many reasons for this so-called wage gap that exists. Well, experience is one thing, okay? So if you have two people, a man and a woman, they come out of college, they go into the same position, senior vice president, same company. They're going to make the same, okay? But the experience matters. Resume matters, okay? So if you have someone that applies straight out of college, that's a female, and you have someone that's been working there already for two years, then that person is working more for two years is going to be making more only makes sense and if you take time off for maternity leave that's kind of just how it works that you're going to be behind a little bit it's unfortunately how life works but it doesn't mean that women are getting paid less than men for the same job okay and minimum wage shouldn't be the end goal of jobs either and then i'm looking at the women's march page and like i see this tweet that doesn't make any sense Women birth half the population and we are half the population. Someone from the Working Families Party. I didn't even know that was a thing. They birth half the population. So where are the other people going to birth from? Cows? Jeez. Elizabeth Warren tweets, No day off for us today. Can you imagine what bills the Senate GOP would try to ram through if 16 Senate Democratic women skipped a day of work? Oh, so her job's more important than your job. But here's the deal. This whole, and I talked about this yesterday, this whole day of women thing, it actually hurts working families and it hurts kids. Schools close today, okay? So now you have people who are trying to support a family that go to work every day to put money on their table. And they now have to find out some sort of plan to keep little Johnny uh, supervised during the day. And he's supposed to be a preschool all day. You just see the irony that they end up hurting the working families that they say that they support. Okay? 
And I don't see them supporting the women who have no rights in Saudi Arabia, in Iran, and Qatar, and Kuwait, and Iraq. And, you know, today, the conversations from people that, um, that men always have a day. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Okay? There is, there's actually a war of masculinity. And they want to delegitimize not only President Trump, they want to delegitimize men. This is what these so-called wacko liberal feminists think. Now, this is what Kellyanne Conway said at the CPAC conference when asked about feminism. Um, this is last month, Kellyanne Conway. She put this very well. So listen to Kellyanne. Well, I believe this generation, particularly the younger people, don't really like labels. And we don't, we're not necessarily joiners or liking to label ourselves. And I, that, that's, that's great in its own right. So I don't know about calling yourself a feminist. I also, for me, it's difficult for me to call myself a feminist in the classic sense because it seems to be very anti-male and it certainly is very pro-abortion in this context. And I'm neither anti-male or pro-abortion. <laughs> so... There's an individual feminism, if you will, that you make your own choices. Mercedes, I look at myself as a product of my choices, not a victim of my circumstances. And that's really, to me, what conservative feminism, if you will, is all about. Um, my mother didn't feel sorry for herself. She was left with no child support, no alimony at a very young age, with a child to raise, a high school education. And she just figured it out. She didn't complain, she didn't rely upon government, she relied upon her own skill set, her own self-confidence, her own drive and moxie, and her own duty to me and her, and she relied upon her family and her faith. And I believe those are timeless lessons and timeless opportunities for all women in, in similar uh, circumstances and situations. And I would just say, I mean, one thing that's been a little bit disappointing and revealing is that I hope will get better is, Turns out there are a lot of women who just have a problem with women in power. You know, this whole sisterhood, this whole let's go march for women's rights and, you know, just constantly talking about what women look like or what they wear or making fun of their choices or presuming that they're not as powerful as the men around. This presumptive negativity about women and power I think is very unfortunate because let's just try to access that and, and have a conversation about it rather than a confrontation about it. That's the first female, successful female campaign manager uh, that went to the White House. She doesn't get enough credit for it, but the wonderful Kellyanne Conway. And, you know, she's absolutely right. Women tear themselves apart. It's unbelievable. You know, I hear the conversations. I, I see. I live and breathe, as they say. And I see the way that they tear each other apart for every little stupid thing. But they support women. And, you know, we're going to make sure that we could kill a baby in the last trimester. Okay? They have no sense of values. There is a war on values. And there's a war on masculin uh, masculinity. They want to delegitimize religion. This is not just, I'm not even just talking about, uh, I'm talking about really globalism. I'm talking about secular, uh, secularism talking about generally the far left, okay? They don't agree with family values unless it fits their political agenda. They don't believe in a religion unless it fits their political agenda. So, God forbid, you live by the Bible or you're a Catholic or a Buddhist or whatever. But if you're a Muslim, well, you know, well, we're going to use you for political purposes because, you know, 
Trump, who did not sign a Muslim ban because there are more, co- I mean, it makes no sense. He never signed a ban of Muslims, but they make that the political agenda, and then they, you know, probably pay off people uh, and protesters. Okay, and there are people that actually believe this drivel, and they have no idea what the hell they are talking about, and they're vicious. I saw some of the the women's marchers, the language in front of kids. Okay, the clothing. Uh, the inappropriateness of it all. And Hillary Clinton, how nice of her to keep showing up. She looks terrible, by the way. Like, I'm looking at a picture of her. Her hair is flat. She looks like an old bag. Well, I guess she is an old bag. Um, And <laughs> she says, stand up, resist, run for office. I don't know who would want to run for office, male or female. Why would you at this point? What's going on in Washington, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near there. And she says, resist. Yeah, because not doing anything and not having any beliefs and not doing anything for the people that pay you is really a smart way to run a political party. What the hell do you believe in? It seems like they don't believe in anything. And they really, this whole feminism movement, whatever, from this, um, from this millennial generation, they really don't understand what feminism is all about. Because what life is all about and what we're supposed to be as a country is a country on hard work and dedication. And that anyone can be anything that they choose to be in this country, that is a fact. And that you could be successful no matter your race, gender, religion, creed, etc. But you do have to respect others. And hard work is the key to success. You don't get anywhere by not showing up for work. I mean, how are you supposedly showing your value by not showing up to work. You're useless if you don't show up to work. You're useless to society if you don't participate in in your work. What kind of message is that to kids? That anytime you're upset over something or that something doesn't go your way, you could just resist. Oh, okay. So... You know, I don't really like going to the certain class. Can I just resist and not show up? I'd love to do that. Oh, I'm paying $15,000 a year. Yeah, I probably should show up, whether I like it or not. Whether I agree or not, you show up. And you deal with it that way. And if you want to have a debate, debate on issues. Now, meanwhile, a successful woman, Ivanka Trump, Well, you know, all the boycotting and Nordstrom dropping her line for political reasons, and the political games have to stop, whether it be with intelligence or whether it just be with day-to-day nonsense. The political games have to end. It's time to just, can we just grow up? Can we just be one again? Like, move on, get over yourselves, and understand that, We kind of need to be in this together if we are going to move forward as a country. And it's not all on the president. 
Because it takes us. It takes us to to be a part of this country. And Ivanka Trump, so uh, after all this resisting and dropping the lines, well, her brand is doing better than ever. In fact, List, which monitors purchasing data from thousands of retailers, revealed that from January to February, Ivanka Trump's sales increased by 346%. 346%. Good for her. Obviously, she has... Uh, divested or however she did that uh, but she is she has left her company uh someone else is running it right now while she is in dc with her family and her husband obviously uh, uh top advisor to president trump during the campaign last year apparently there was a 460 percent increase and there was all this talk about boycotting and and sales shopping well not exactly and then you look at the first month in terms of job growth well, this came out this morning. That's uh, this is something by CNBC. Job creation posed a blowout the month in February. Companies added jobs at a blistering pace in February, with a notable shift away from the service sector positions that have dominated hiring for years, according to a report today. Employment in the private sector surged by two hundred and ninety-eight thousand dollars for the month, with goods and producers adding one hundred and six thousand ADP and. Uh, uh, construction jobs swelled by $66,000. Manufacturing added $32,000. Now, private sector surged by 298000 jobs. Oh, why am I saying dollars? I'm sorry. Uh, just <laughs> jobs here. Let me go over that again. I don't know why I said dollars for some reason. Uh, I guess when I see thousands, I, I just say dollars. Um, employment in the private sector, up $298,000 last month. The expectation was $190,000, according to um, economists surveyed. Construction jobs up $66,000. Manufacturing added $32,000. All in the last month, the first month of President Donald J. Trump. So, he's creating jobs. He's working hard for the American people. While the incel leaks mount, while we have a shadow government existing. Big league. I don't know, man. It's very discouraging. Uh, I am a little disenfranchised, a little discouraged. Because you hear about these stories and you hear about intelligence and what they're doing and that they're watching everything that we do. I guess we really can't have anything to hide because they're watching over us. And that's what we're learning. That they're watching us through our TVs and through our webcams, through our phones. And they're doing everything that they can to damage Trump. Everything they can. It is disgusting. Unbelievable. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking to a policy expert about Obamacare, what it means for your wallet, what's a better plan, how we can negotiate from here. So that's on the Neely Crystal Show podcast, Thursday edition. And we'll have any more facts for you on this Intel case. God bless you. God bless America. The Neil A. Crusoe Show podcast is a production of Crusoe Enterprises. Engaging, informing, and entertaining. Passion-driven, factual content that makes a difference following Neil A. Crusoe on social media. And log on to neilacrusoe.com to sign up for Crusoe's comments, newsletters, and be the first to know.